we're not looking for a one-off investment. We want an investor that a pension endowment that's going to be with us for that 50, 60 years. Sure. We're going to build that strong relationship for the future. We're not looking for just that one-off person. So as an investor at that nature, they are able to work with us and to build that relationship for long term because that's yeah. what we're seeking. We're not looking for that one-off investment. And on top of all that, we are younger, but we're motivated, we're hungry, and we know how to source deals, which helps us tremendously. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Five Talents Podcast. I'm your host, Abel Pacheco. I interview the top commercial real estate investors and industry experts so you can learn from their experiences. So if you're an investor, a high W-2 earner or real estate or tech sales professional that wants to invest in real estate without having to manage properties or leave your day job, then this podcast is for you. Or if you're already investing in real estate, but you're doing it part-time and you wanna become a full-time multifamily or full-time commercial real estate investor, this podcast is for you too. You're gonna learn a ton. You will learn from real life multifamily investors and other professionals in the industry. They're gonna share their blueprints for success. And I'm super excited that you're here. So I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, hello. This is Abel Pacheco, your host for the Five Talents podcast, where we talk about all kinds of things, commercial real estate, financial independence, among other things. So we're super excited to have Mr. Chris Salerno on the show today. How's it going, man? I'm doing amazing. Thank you so much. Very excited to add value to all your listeners. Yeah, man. And and you definitely will. I'm super excited that, that we met and thanks for joining our show today. So for those that don't know, let me give you a little bit of background on why you should grab a pen and notepad to take yeah, some notes. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So Chris Salerno, you've transacted more than $40 million of real estate volume. That's you, but you've also helped lead like a number one real estate team in the Carolinas. You produce $140 million in annual sales prior to creating the current company that you're working with, QC Capital. Oh, yeah. You know, for a moment there, let me just sit back for a second. And say, <laughs> okay, $40 million transactions, 140 as a team. So in very impressive numbers. Thank but you. I think where, uh, where people are really going to appreciate if you have hangups about your ability to get something done, Chris, you've done a lot of that, the $40 million, that was before the age 24, correct? Yes, that is correct. And I did not tell you also, but I'll throw this little sneak peek in. Sure. Uh, I'm currently raising $350 million for a fund. So yeah. doing a lot. <laughs> yeah, just a little $350 million, You know, yeah. it's a stone throws away from a billion. So, you know, we're almost eventually there. We'll, see what we'll, happens hit that, we'll hit that billion mark. <laughs> nice, man. And for those that don't, you know, know Chris, you start to Google this, this individual, this very successful gentleman, you'll Thank find you. he's been named Charlotte's 30 under 30, elite 50s, elite 50 entrepreneurs. He's 30 under 30 entrepreneurs and nominated for Forbes 30 under 30 in 2018 and 2020. So just some tremendous background. He's the CEO of QC Capital. So you guys are a national multifamily investment company. Yeah, we focus on the Southeast. Yeah, that's awesome. 100 units plus greater, mm -hmm. I would imagine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, yep, good. That's right. And so you guys focus really, the way I understand it, markets that demonstrate consistent rent growth, population growth, yep. job growth, just kind of that fair way down the pipe kind of deals, right? 
Yeah, you know, when it comes to real estate, everyone knows that saying location, location, location. And when it comes to population growth, the main thing we focus on is job growth because jobs are going to move the people. So as you see in Austin, Dallas, Houston, Charlotte, Raleigh, you're seeing a lot of jobs moving to these cities. Well, what are they going to have to do? They're going to have to hire people. So you're Mm going to see a lot of employment in those cities. So it's good to follow those large companies that are pushing these jobs and following where they're going. And they're going to the Southeast, major Texas and Carolina markets. Yeah, man. That's so QC is poised for amazing growth and a lot of success with the fund that you're working on. So I definitely want to talk about that. I know you also sit as a board member for that real estate opportunistic fund. So let's jump in. You've had a tremendous background. Tell us more about who you are and lead into what you're doing today. Yeah, thank you. I actually stepped down from being a board member for that fund so I can focus on our fund and all of our assets. So I'm no longer on there. But for me personally, I didn't come from a wealthy background. I came from working hard. I saw when I saw my parents, I saw how that's not how you're supposed to deal with money. So I taught myself how you're supposed to deal with money, how money flows. And from that, that's when I really, you know, started educating myself, having a positive mindset, the never give up attitude. And my employees don't know how I operate. I run off four hours of sleep a night and it's just, I'm a machine. I I don't think about it. I don't think that I'm tired. I don't think that I'm going to relax. I just go, go, go. And I do take my breaks and I meditate and I make sure my body has rest. But if you think on negative thoughts, you're going to ruin everything. So when I first got into the business, I had people that told me leaving residential, those transactions in my bio were from residential. I had people telling me, you'll never buy a multifamily complex. You won't be able to do it. You know, you're not going to be able to create a $350 million fund. No, no, no. And I just kept going, you know, thank you for your opinion, but I just kept going, you know, Elon Musk, people told him he can't go to Mars. People told him you can't do it. Look what he did, you know? So I think creating that positive mindset has definitely gotten to where I'm at today and to help project everything. But that's a little bit about my history. I came from single family into the multifamily space. I didn't come from anything. Everything I did, I ended up working two jobs to sell real estate. And then from selling real estate, I pivoted to multifamily. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I would say tremendous kind of mindset and, you know, the perseverance, the determination, dedication, when you hear people, you know, the naysayers usually, and and those are the ones that you have to kind of eliminate as much as possible and thank them for their hard, you know, thank you for their note and then continue hard working on man. And, and you've got a goal inside. So how did you come to set your sights on, you know, multifamily? And then how did you come to set your sights on this next fund that you're working on and such a large number and just... So multifamily, I studied the 08 crash and I realized 08 crash was single family crash, but I studied multifamily and multifamily is the strongest asset class that prevailed and it recovered the quickest. So I said, this is the asset class I'm going to focus on. Another reason being is it's a necessity. Where are you right now? You're under shelter. I'm under shelter. We'll always have to be under shelter. Right now, it's pouring down rain all day today in Charlotte, North Carolina. You have to be under shelter. You don't have to, but you're going to want to be. So when it comes to multifamily, it's just in such of a demand. It's a necessity. There's an apartment complex down the street from where I live. They have a golf simulator inside. They have a putt-putt range inside. They have a masseuse room inside. Now, why would I want to do anything else? They got Pelotons in their gym. I mean, why would I want to live in a house when I can live in a apartment, a very nice luxury apartment complex and everything's taken care of for me? 
So it's a necessity and the generation now is coming to a low maintenance and that's what people want. They want low maintenance and they want it now. Yeah. Um, and my so mom told me the same. She's in her late sixties, early yeah. seventies. She said, will you please help me sell my house when the time is right? Cause I want to move in, you know, one of the senior facilities and they take care of me really, you know, really nice. Like, yeah, mom, yeah, I'll help you do what is. you want to do. That is how it is. And there's actually a 55 and older community, strictly apartments right by uh, where I live. So that right there, that type of asset class will be in a high demand. But so that's why I got into the business, creating the fund. The reason why creating the fund is my goal is to create the next KKR, BlackRock, Blackstone. And to get there, you have to leverage and you have to seek the pensions, endowments of the world to start buying more real estate. Right now, I had like four deals come across my desk today. And as a syndicator, you can only syndicate so much until you have to go seek more investors. You'll have to then from there go to larger investors. So it's, it's very important to, you know, to tap into the institutional world so you can grow. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you're at the right stage in your career while you are, I would say, younger than a lot of individuals that I've talked to in commercial real estate. The experience, it kind of grows with you. So investing, I'm sure institutions are looking to you and say, you know what, this guy's young. I'm going to get after it. He seems very successful. You've done great things. Thank you. And if I put some money with you, then I'm also going to be able to be with you for the next Correct. 10, 15, 20, whatever years, years, right? I'm, I'm going to live till I'm 100. <laughs> you're going to live so, till you're 100. I love it, Chris. You know, so. and, and not only that is that we're not looking for a one-off investment. We yeah. want an investor that a pension endowment that's going to be with us for that 50, 60 years. Sure. We're going to build that strong relationship for the future. We're not looking for just that one-off person. So as an investor at that nature, they are able to work with us and to build that relationship for long term, because that's yeah. what we're seeking. We're not looking for that one-off investment. And on top of all that, we are younger, but we're motivated, we're hungry, and we know how to source deals, which helps us tremendously. Yeah, that's awesome. So um, right now, like I'll give you an idea. I hear a lot of syndicators are probably doing it something similar to me, which is I work with you know friends, family, people that I know, people from my past. And they're investing, you know, 75, 100K at a time, $50,000 minimum investment. Sometimes it gets a little larger for the right investor, you know, hundreds or so, but there's no institutions that I'm taking, you know, investments from, right? So if you can, you know, give some of our passive investor listeners, maybe some of our new general partners, you know, some insight to the institutional funding of these opportunities and, you know, I have a few more questions, but let me, let me just start there. Let's, you know, kind of frame it a little bit. Yeah. So when it comes to like partnering with institutions, it can be difficult. It's a long, tedious process. I literally, the reason why I was late to our calls, I was talking to another fund manager of mine who Mm -hmm. just got a commitment of 300 million and it's a long process. It's not easy. It takes six months to a year and because they search you, they do everything. They do a full background check. I mean, they come visit you at your office. You know, they're not going to just lend that much money out. So it's, mm-hmm. it's very important to really make sure you have all your ducks in a row. Everything's lined up. You have a good, compelling story. And then the partnership with them, you know, you got to do quarterly. It depends on who you're investing or who's investing mm-hmm. quarterly updates. But some people want to be more involved than others. So you have to have a fund administrator, a fund auditor to 
audit you on a quarterly basis. Mm -hmm. So all that plays into a factor when it comes to partnering with an institution. Got it. Okay. So, you know, let's say I'm non-accredited investor. You're not doing 506B investments. All 506C. Okay. So 506C. So I have to be accredited to play. Can I put in 100K with you? Or no, you literally only work with institutions, minimum investment, couple million bucks, or how, how does that look? So let's talk more about the syndication. When it comes to the fund, the fund is a minimum 5 million. Okay, but gotcha. we are still syndicating assets. So when it comes to the syndication, if you're an accredited investor, we only accept accredited investors as a 506C. Hopefully we'll release tomorrow okay, our yeah, new yeah, offering. Yeah, uh, well, we're excited to see media. some of that. So I yeah. think this will probably be coming out in October. It's it's a recording mid-September 2020. So this will come out like sometime in the next few weeks. And then you can reach Chris on that if you guys are interested. But yeah, that would be It's super comment. cool to learn more, right? So yeah. I'm an institution. I'm looking for somebody like you. Man, I'm I'm really going after or you're going after and vice versa, seeking each other out. So very different than the space that we're that I'm playing in, right? Which is, mm -hmm. you know, smaller investors. But give us both passive investors and maybe new general partners. What are the insights that you can provide us that, you know, would really help us in our business the way we're doing it today? I love um, that you're saying that because I'm actually on my final stage of chapter six of my book that I'm writing yeah, for LP investors looking to invest and partner with GPs. So uh, I'm excited for that to release. But I would say, you know, it's for an LP investor, you should ask a lot of questions. You should, in my opinion, invest in markets you know. If you live in Dallas, Texas, you know, don't go invest in Seattle, Washington. Now, the Carolinas are a hot market. It's easy to hop on Google and spend a week to two weeks and study it all. I think that's uh, tremendous. I think you should do that before you invest with a sponsor out in the Carolinas. So as LPs, I would really do your market research on your sponsor, on the GPs, and also on the deal and the market itself. As a GP, you know, let's talk about seeking new LP investors, leveraging social media at a high level, creating a great podcast like what you've done. Those are some great ways to add value to people because that's what you should be doing is adding value to people and educating them on how they can invest in these larger deals. You know, when I was a kid, I looked at these larger deals and I was like, I wonder who owns these, probably like Wall Street or the government or, you know, these big old banks own these buildings. I didn't know I could have ownership in a 200 unit apartment complex. Yeah, yeah. Once I started figuring that out, I was like, holy cow, I want to know more. So educating people on how they can do that, I love doing. And I think people, GPs and sponsorship teams should be doing that to gain investors. Yeah, that's awesome. All good insights and all uh, yeah. good wisdom. When's your book coming out? Man, I'm excited. I did push it back a little. It was supposed to come out in August, but I had so much going on with the fund, with sure. uh, finding us a new deal, with putting the systems in place as a company. So I'm just I'm on chapter six, which is breakdown on distributions and stuff like that. So hopefully, once I wrap that up, hopefully by the end of the year, with everything that's 20, going on. So maybe 2021, we'll see. And is it going to yeah. be, I guess, hard copy and yep. also ebook or Audible or all this no, stuff? No, no, it's going to be a hard copy. The yeah. thing is, it's a booklet. 
So okay. it's not going to take you four or five hours to read. It's not going to take you a week to read or, you know, you got to read a chapter, you're done. It's yep. six, six chapters straight to the point on how and why LP investors should ask certain questions to GPs, what mm -hmm. questions they should ask straight to the point. No fluff. You can probably read it in less than an hour and a half or less right. than an hour. Right. Yeah, because even though, uh, and that's awesome, man. Congratulations and kudos Thank to you. you. I know how hard it is to kind of put something together. We did uh, like it. our first ebook and even that took me forever. And it's uh, a great ebook that you have. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. And uh, so excited on it. But the fact that you're giving back while you're having success is, you know, that's really awesome, man. Helping others up at the same time. And you had success as a syndicator before you went to the fund. And, mm -hmm. you know, now are you also seeking other general partners, like good operators for your fund? Or how, how does that actually, you know, play out? You know, who's actually doing the operations, you know, all the deals that the fund's going to buy eventually? We do. So we do, it's all in-house. We do operations uh, when it comes to the fund. When it comes to the syndication, we, we syndicate each asset from accredited investors and we're still, we're still uh, partnering with LP, only accredited investors for our deals. So yeah. So you're not investing fund money into someone else's deals either. It's all going to be ver you know, kind of vertically integrated if I can Correct. say that. Yeah. Okay, got it. So tell us about, you know, some best practices, man. We want to learn or you're going to do it at scale. That's for sure. Yeah. You're doing it now. So tell us some of the, uh, you know, the learnings like, man, what's the thing that you'd never thought you'd have to solve for or you're solving for now that would also help, you know, somebody like myself doing one deal at a time. Yeah, no. I mean, we still syndicate deals on a deal by deal basis. Uh, you know, I would say education, educating yourself is is number one. Listening to podcasts like yours, like ours, reading books, ebook that you have, educating yourself because education is power. Knowledge is power. I have a whole real estate company that wants to book me as a coach, and I told them that I will not do it. But they're thinking about twenty, thirty grand a month. So that may be worth my time. Um, so when it comes to that, knowledge is power because they're paying for my knowledge to mm -hmm. take them from one level to the next. Mm -hmm. Right now, we have an advisor that we just brought on to the company, a new advisor alongside of our existing advisor. And I can probably buy a Lamborghini on what I pay him on a monthly basis, but I'd rather pay him to one, help grow our company because mm -hmm. if our company's growing, I know our employees are going to give back to the community. And I'm a firm believer, the more money you have, the more people you can help. And everyone in our company believes that. Mm -hmm. And so we all have the same interest. And I think that's what's helping out a lot. Yeah. Or I'm in a mastermind and it's kingdom capitalist. It's Christian. I, mastermind. Love, I love him. Ellis. Great yeah, guy. Yeah. And we went through a what they called a jog, a J-O-G, journey of giving. And they had a bunch of entrepreneurs, many multiple stories, entrepreneurs about them giving back and the amounts that they gave back was just, it's pretty mind blowing. But, you know, the mindset was that it's, yeah, I want to be wealthy. I want to be extremely wealthy. I want to be, you know, very, you know, not only financially independent, but I want to have more money that I can do greater things with. And just kind of like you said it, you're a firm believer. The more that you have, the more that you can help others and help other people with. And yes, you can do a lot of things the wrong way if you have oh, yeah. much of it. But if you have, you know, the right intentions, intentionality about doing it, you can do some great things with it. So, yeah, I've talked to my team about creating QC Foundation 
what's QC, QC Foundation will be multiple different avenues to help nonprofits, to help the little dogs, no kill shelters, to help the Underground Railroad Act, and to also create a software into low income areas to help individuals create a positive and a strong mindset for success. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, that's awesome. And so you're already kind of thinking about, hey, oh, that, well, that's what we're going to yeah, get after. Our team's already putting little pieces together. Yeah. Uh, that's great. That's great. So at this point in your run, right? Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see you when you're like 35 and 45. Oh. I'm going to be like, I interviewed, I interviewed <laughs> Chris on my podcast back then I did. But anyways, you're going to hit this 350. You're going to yeah. get it. You'll get it, man. And yeah. then what stretch of time is that? Like, you know, I'm thinking of a five-year window myself. I got a five-year deal. I'm going to close one. Maybe I'm, you know, working in the next four or five years. And that, you know, really stretches out to 15, 20, 25. I want to continue doing what we're doing. How do you look at time in that quantity of dollars and that quantity of deals and as it relates to, you know, just what what you're doing? Yeah. So when it comes to the fund, according to our performa, we'll have to buy anywhere from 20 to 25 properties within three years. Okay. And then we'll have to sell those off within four years from that three years okay, uh, so to then seven. close out the fund. So a total of seven years. Yes. Got it. Okay. Well, that sounds reasonable. Uh, oh, it is. It's not too much longer. It's just a matter of like front loading as much as you can now. Yes. With good deals that work. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. So let's, let's talk about that for a few minutes. What are the qualifications? Like when you're underwriting, when you're looking at the numbers, when you're looking at the analysis, like what makes sense in your world? Yeah. Same qualifications for our syndication that we do on a daily basis, a hundred plus units for the fund is 150 plus units, primarily B and A assets in the Carolinas and in Texas markets. So very simple. Return metrics are a little different, anywhere from 12, 15% IRR, but that's what we normally look at anyway. So it's nothing out of the ordinary. We're still going to be doing our same practices. It's just going to be a little different where we're not going to have to raise the capital on a per deal basis. We're, yeah. We already have the capital relatively accessible. But like I said, we're still going to syndicate assets. So we'll still be okay. syndicating assets and partnering with LPs. Right on. You know, it's a COVID time. We don't have a vaccine. We're trying to figure uh, yeah, this stuff yeah. out. You know, you know, all this craziness, right? And we just started making offers. So like on our side and prior to this, we were kind of in that, that mode, like, let me pause, let me see what's going to happen. Right. And now we're like, okay, I I feel comfortable. Let's keep moving forward. We've made some tweaks to be more conservative through this process. Right. What what are some of the things that you've done to kind of make sure that you guys are staying conservative through the heavy acquisition mode you're in? Yeah, very much so. So, you know, I I shook my head because this COVID stuff, I don't believe it personally. Reason being is Charlotte just posted an article saying that they messed up all the COVID testing. So it's like, I mean, is it real or is it not real? You know, why are you telling people they're positive and they're not positive? I'm like, so, so yeah, when it comes to that, but when it comes to underwriting, we do underwrite very conservatively. It depends on the market and where the assets located, uh, also collections when it comes to the property. So for example, normally uh, operators will underwrite at a 3% rent growth at day one or year one. We're looking at 0% or 1% deals are still penciling in. Uh, they're very hard to find where we've built great relationships with brokers to go off market, but it's still very, very hard to find. Got it. Okay. So that makes sense. And then 
when you're looking at the deals, how many opportunities are you underwriting to find one that works today? If I looked at our deal list, I think we have like 30 or 23 to 30 deals right now. And I would say out of that 30, probably four to five actually pencil in. But Mm -hmm. the issue is, is they pencil in. And then when you get to highest and best, people outbid you. Uh, so you know they may pencil in but you know will they outbid you but now it comes down to are you going to put hard money down and things like that so i heard from a broker panel last week a deal you know and this was in austin i think 200 some odd units whatever the the number was right it's big deal and it had like 40 something offers on the deal i believe it yeah (laughs) and uh, i believe it yeah, no, I talked to some Dallas brokers too. And, you know, they have a lot of offers on these deals still. Yeah. But now it's how are you going to, the deal that we just got awarded, we beat out a company out of Texas who had over 15,000 units under their belt. 15,000. 15,000. And you're the winner. What? And we only have 364 currently. So how did that play out? Maybe, or whatever well, you feel comfortable sharing. I don't know where you're I'll at in this, share it. in the uh, process. It's a, it's a 506C, so it is open okay. to only accredited investors. Okay. But it was broker relations. Broker even came to me and said, I don't know this group, but I know you guys. Um, and I put a significant amount of hard money down because that's how confident I am on the deal. Yeah. Well, that definitely helps. <laughs> yeah. And you're going to have to do that moving forward. There's no, I mean, you're just going to have to do that moving forward if you want to compete with anybody. Yeah. And for those passive investor listeners or the kind of newcomers, you know, basically there's some earnest money that you're putting down just like a, you know, single family house and numbers are a little bit larger and you're trying to put a significant chunk down. So if you make it hard, it's basically they're saying, Hey, non-refundable after a certain period of time or right up front in the beginning. And, you know, if you put a large chunk of change there, I guess the seller knows that you're serious. Yeah. The seller knows that you're serious. So but yeah, on this deal, since we're on it, let's talk about the business plan. What's the plan for this property? Hello, hello. This is Abel Pacheco, your host for the Five Talents Podcast. After listening to a few episodes, deep down, do you know that multifamily and commercial real estate investing is one of the best ways to create financial freedom? If you said yes to that question and you are where I was a few years ago, then I'd absolutely love to connect with you. A few years ago, I started personally consuming a ton of real estate education. I traveled all over the country, as many real estate conferences and seminars that I could go to. I took 200 plus hours of real estate education. I spent thousands of dollars along the way. And I did this because I knew the path to financial freedom for me and my family was through commercial real estate and syndication. So if you've made a similar decision, I'd love to connect with you. And potentially in the future, I'd love to partner with you as well. Take a moment, go to 5tcre.com forward slash invest, and I'd love to set up a time to talk. Yeah, plan for the property is value add completely. CoStar report shows in this in the Greenville, South Carolina market, the average price per door is one hundred twenty nine thousand. We're buying at a little over ninety five thousand a door. So we're going to be able to go in there, put our value add play into it by painting the unit, scraping popcorn ceilings, redoing the cabinets, resurfacing countertops, 
doing the outdoor amenities better. We're a new dog park, new outdoor gym, really enhancing the leasing office and switching it all around and enhancing the experience for the tenants. And that's the play for this asset, which is going to be able to get us our rent premiums and we'll be able to exit in five years very well. Got it. So what kind of interiors will you be doing on this one? Is it a B deal? It's a, a C plus, or, it's a C plus B asset in an okay. A or in a B plus A minus area. So the type of interior unit renovations, like, I don't know if you know this offhand, but like price per unit, how much you're putting in it and what kind yeah, of, what uh, kind of improvements you're doing? I'm going to give a range. We're putting anywhere from 7,000 to 8,000 per unit. We're not doing granite because the okay. market's not needing it. And mm-hmm. believe it or not, a lot of these class A's I'm seeing are not putting granite in anymore. So we won't be putting granite. We'll be putting LTV flooring throughout gray paint. We're going to scrape the popcorn ceilings, stainless steel appliances. Stainless steel. Uh, Yeah. So little things like that make a huge help. The gray and white is in right now, right? Always. Yeah. (laughs) I, I don't see it going out anytime soon. And stainless. And then, so the surface is not granite, but something else. And yeah, hard for mica, you know, just type of surface that looks good. Okay. Well, cool. That that makes a lot of sense. Yep. And then the improvements that you're getting, what kind of rent bumps will that provide you with this particular property? 125 to 175. Okay, got it. And then can we talk about the units? How many doors it was, all that stuff? 144. Okay. So help walk somebody through this math, right? Like I'm a new investor and I hear this plan. Oh, well, that makes sense. I'm going to do a new unit upgrade and I'm going to put some, you know, a little love into it, about seven, eight grand. How do we actually know we're going to make that return back for a passive investor? Like, what does that mean to your property? How much, you know, value are you increasing it? NOI and, you know, oh my to talk about all this stuff. So it's it's outrageous it. how much the value, even if you did like $25, 25 times, for example, hundred units, I mean, that's going to jump your evaluation up by a couple, but probably a little 1.2 to 1.5 million. Um, so it's going to jump it up tremendously. Mm-hmm. And that's one reason why I got into multifamily. So for example, when we send out our 506C deal, we'll have our OM on it. And on our OM, it will break down all of that. So you can get a good idea and a good feel on how the returns are going to be based off of what we're going to do in our business plan that we've already done on previous assets that we're going to do on this asset. Yeah, that's awesome, man. So, and just, you know, from the creation of net operating income that it gets, the valuation is much different than a single family house, right? So people want to put their dollar in, they want to get a certain return and that's how they're measured, you know, off of cap rates. And so, man, if you're doing 144, you know, units at 125 bucks, it's like, you know, a little under 20 grand a month, multiply that by 12 months and you're at 240K. What kind of cap rate or exit cap rate is like in your- In yeah. the Carolinas, you will, you're going to find anything from a four to a five cap, four to five in that ballpark. If you go over yeah. five, I'd be questionable about the property. Yeah. But I haven't seen any, I've seen one asset over five. Yep. Okay. Got it. Well, that's, so. that's all. The Carolinas. That's I've, right. I keep hearing it. Good market, hot market. I don't know any of the mechanics there. Maybe if you can tell somebody too, like what makes Carolinas a good market, but you know, we're framing this kind of even back what you said at the very beginning, which is, Hey, this is how you look for a good market. 
Maybe yeah. point is in great, that direction. Great question. So a lot of people don't know Charlotte is the second biggest financial district in the United States right after Manhattan. So it is a large financial hub, but the diversification in the jobs and in employment in Raleigh and in Charlotte is really what drives people. Uh, the low cost of living, the taxes are fairly cheap. Your money goes a, a pretty long way. And the atmosphere in Charlotte, I'm two hours, two and a half or three hours from the mountains, three hours from the beach, depending how you drive. And so the weather's great. I mean, it's a great atmosphere. So a lot of people move here because low cost living, cheaper taxes. Employers move here because of cheaper taxes. And it's a booming market. We have an international hub for American Airlines and everyone wants to be here in the Carolinas. All right. Well, good. Thanks for the for the insight. So, yeah, for sure. Well, I have a couple more questions, but before I do that, let me, I would be amiss if I uh, forgot to let People know where to reach out to you, man. So who do you want to contact you and how can they get in contact with you? Yes, we only partner alongside LP accredited investors only. So if you're an accredited investor and you're looking to LP in a deal or LP for a couple of times and learn more about the GP side, that would be the best way or that would be the best person to reach out. Just go to our website, qccapitalgroup.com and you'll be able to set up a call personally with myself and we can discuss a potential partnership opportunity. That's awesome. And the easiest way, like you said, QC Capital, I'll, yeah, I'll put that in the show yeah, notes. Yeah, qccapitalgroup.com. I also have a close Facebook group, which is the Mindful Multifamily Network, where we all network and talk about real estate. So if you join that and then go to qccapitalgroup.com, we'll be able to set up a call. Cool. I will definitely put those in the show notes so that everybody yeah. can reach out to you. And is there anything today that I didn't talk about that you really want to hit on? Anything highlight? You know, whatever, take as much time as you would like. Anything yeah, no, on? you are one great interviewer. I'll tell you that. I'm very excited to be on your show. And just to wrap things up a little bit, I've been in Charlotte a little over 13 years. I know the Carolina market very, very well. Uh, and we still syndicate assets. I know we talked a lot about the fund and everything, but we still syndicate assets because our goal is to help people and help educate people that they can own a part of these large buildings. And we love doing that as a team. So i uh, love to chat with anyone who's accredited and is looking to get into the Carolina market. Oh, that's awesome. Hey, thank you yeah. very much. For thank you so much I for having it. me. You've been a, a great, amazing guest and we learned a lot. So I appreciate it. And man, thank you very much, Chris. Thanks. Thanks for everything. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Take care. I am uh, Abel Pacheco. I'm your host for the five talents podcast. I know you got some nuggets today. If you heard something that you really appreciated, please go back leave us a five-star rating, leave us a review, leave Chris a note in a review. That'd be awesome. And uh, if you have any questions about investing with us, our website is 5tcre.com. The book that we mentioned also is on there as well, 5tcre.com forward slash ebook. And look forward to meeting with you guys. And Chris, thank you very much, man. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Very excited to be on. Thank you. Bye everyone. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Five Talents Podcast. I'm your host, Abel Pacheco. Each week, we're going to bring you interviews from other industry experts and commercial real estate investors who followed their dreams and achieved massive success. If you enjoyed this episode, then you're going to want a copy of our Passive Investor's Guide, Tackling Commercial Real Estate the Easy Way. It's the guide we use to invest in $93 million of commercial real estate. It's a 65-page ebook. It's a great resource to learn the basic mechanics of multifamily syndications. And we're going to show you how to evaluate your next passive investment opportunity. 
So if you subscribe to our podcast now, leave us a review and a rating, I'm going to give you a free copy. So take a moment to do that now. We'd appreciate it. And then you can register for the book at 5tcre.com forward slash ebook, 5tcre.com forward slash ebook. Let us know and we're going to send you a copy. Thank you so much for subscribing to the Five Talents podcast.